Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. This is Josh talking, and there's Chuck sitting there waiting on standby to launch this short stuff about real estate. But wait, wait, <laughs> scary real estate. Yeah, and this is one that you were pretty convinced we had done before. We may have talked about it, I think. I, but I cannot for the life of me figure out where. Like we don't have, we've never done an episode on selling your house. We've never done no. one on haunted houses. Like no. we've done haunted house attractions. We did ghosts, but I don't know where this would have come up. Yeah, someone will know. Yeah. And they'll be like, you guys really screwed up again this time. <laughs> you did a short stuff of something you'd done already. I how, quit. How could you be such idiots? I'll never listen to you. I question everything you say from now on and any, everything you've ever said. And stop being so liberal. I hate you. <laughs> Stop talking about politics. Oh, man. Election year emails have been fun. But this is about something else. This is uh, the scary season, and this is about something that I was kind of curious of, uh, not that I've ever looked at a haunted house, but I I just kind of wondered if your house is haunted, Mm -hmm. or at least you think it is, and you believe in that kind of thing, if you have to tell a potential home buyer, if you have to disclose that, like, you know, the basement leaks, um... Uh, the windows are fairly drafty, and there's a uh, specter on the third floor. Right. Uh, a what? Excuse me? <laughs> I, I didn't catch that. Did you say a specter? <laughs> a, a specter says what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your house is pretty old. Do you suspect it's haunted? No, although it's funny you mentioned that. Last week, there were like, there was one night where a few weird things happened, and they weren't like noises. They were just like, all of a sudden, something would be in a weird part of the house. or Oh, yeah? Uh, there were just a few, I can't remember what they were, but three very not intuitive placements of things mm-hmm. where I was like, did you put this there? And I was like, uh-uh. What? And then suddenly you guys looked like little orphan Annie with cartoon sweat jumping off your foreheads and your pupils <laughs> were gone? Maybe, but, and, you know, we kind of laugh. We're like, is this house haunted? But I think after, you know, 13 or 14 years, we would have seen something by now. So, so yeah, agreed. And sorry to get off track because I know this is short stuff, but have you watched The Haunting of Bly Manor yet? No. Oh, my God. It is, is it really scary? Maybe the best of the best anyone's ever put to film. It's so well done. It's so great. And I wasn't a fan of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh-huh. This is everything you wanted The Haunting of Hill House and basically every ghost movie or TV show to be. It's so good, man. Wow. You're going to love it. I put it awesome. on par with, like, The Others and The Orphanage. Um, it's just beautifully done. Okay? Awesome. I'll check it out. Okay. I didn't so, see the other one. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a little of it and then just kind of stopped. But uh, But check this one out, okay? All right. So... So the question you posed was, if you think your house is haunted, do you have to disclose it? And the the short answer is no, you don't have to disclose it. But the longer answer is, if you don't disclose it and you actually do think your house is haunted and everybody else thinks your house is haunted, then you could actually get sued if the person you sold your house to finds out that the house is haunted and decides they don't want to own a haunted house and you might have to give their money back and now you own two houses, the one you bought after you sold that house (laughs) and the one you sold originally. And that's actually based on case law from the 1980s in New York, isn't it? Yeah, there was a woman named Helen Ackley and she and her family lived in an old Victorian in upstate New York and she (laughs) 
claimed that they had ghosts there, mm-hmm. and she didn't keep it quiet. She was in the newspaper. She was in Reader's Digest. Yeah. She kind of talked to anyone who would listen about, they were on the, the ghost tour of the town. Yeah. And uh, everybody knew this, I guess, except for the guy that bought it, one Jeffrey Stambovsky. And in 1989, he came from New York City, bought the place for a tidy sum of 650 grand. Yeah, back in the 80s, that was a lot. Yeah, totally. I mean, this must be quite a house. Yeah. And then the neighbors were like, oh, so you bought the old haunted Ackley place. And he was like, what? (laughs) And he got mad and uh, sued. And originally the judge said, no, sorry, it's kind of buyer beware. Yeah. And then that was overturned in an appeal. And I think you should read the uh, part of the decision there. It's pretty good. Okay. This is me doing an appeals court judge from New York reversing the decision in Stambovsky versus Ackley. Okay? Yes. Whether the source of the spectral apparitions seen by defendant Sella are parapsychic or psychogenic, having reported their presence in both a national publication— Reader's Digest, and the local press in 1977 and 1982, respectively, wrote the court. Defendant is, is stopped, prevented from going back on her word, to deny their existence, and as a matter of law, the house is haunted. So, for those of you listening, uh, this is just a little preview of what's to come <laughs> oh, yeah. for our annual Halloween episode. I'm down to one accent, basically. <laughs> I got Josh one is, accent. He's doing accents now, everybody. 12 years in. I'm doing accent. <laughs> it's the best news that I've had in a long time. Josh is doing accent. Well, I was doing it for the Halloween episode, and I just thought I'd trot it out for this one. I love it. You know? Yeah, because in real time, we just read that, but uh, this will serve as a little teaser. So just hold on to your hats for that one, everyone. Very and in nice. fact, maybe we should take a little break, and then I can get myself together and then come back right after this. Okay. So, Chuck, that judge reversed the decision and said, nope. I think you mean magistrate. <laughs> Mrs. Ackley, you have to give that $650,000 back to Mr. Strombovsky. And, um, or Stambovsky, I'm sorry. And she she did. She had to. She was stuck with two houses now. And the reason why is, you know, traditionally with law, it's buyer beware, caveat emptor, which is basically saying, like, if you didn't take the time to examine a house, um, you you are it's your own fault basically. But this this circuit cho- the or the appeals court judge said, well, this is a material defect. Everyone knows it's haunted. So if you tried to sell it, whoever you sell it to is going to find out it's haunted. So it's a problem unless somebody wants to buy a haunted house. So it's affected. The real estate is affected. But then secondly, you couldn't possibly find this out just by examining the house, right? Right. Um, and so there well, was, except that it's an old Victorian in upstate New York. And right. You could it's make got a presumptions. 50-50 chance. Right, right. But he was saying, like, so buyer beware doesn't doesn't um, 
doesn't apply in this situation and actually overturned it. So when he did that, it, there's no state laws on the book. There's no state. I think Zillow did a, a survey. There's no state that says you have to disclose whether people think a house is haunted or not. But because that decision was made, there's now um, precedence for it. And people can point to it when they try to sue other people and say, look, see, other people have said this is correct. So fine in our favor. Yeah, I think Minnesota has... Uh, in its disclosure law, something that says you um, it frees sellers up from having to disclose non-material facts, mm-hmm. including if the home has any perceived paranormal activity. So it, it is actually listed, right. but it's listed in reverse, right? Like saying if your house is haunted, you don't have to say so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it depends on what state you're in. As I mean, I guess this is precedent mm-hmm. in New York, but would that be true for everywhere? Yeah, I think that that would apply in the country and possibly even in other Western countries too um, because it's such a rare, unique ruling that I think you could cite it elsewhere. I don't know if it would hold up um, depending on where you were, but it is legal precedence in the United States, yes. Well, there's a woman named Cindy Hagley, uh, Cindy with an I, and she is a real estate broker in California. Mm-hmm. Who I think she was is, forced to change the Y to an I when she became a real estate broker. <laughs> Yeah, so she could dot it with a balloon hanging above the sign. (laughs) That's right. That says open house. (laughs) Uh, She's with the Hagley Group and also president of something called Past Life Homes, which is a business uh, where she consults to sell houses that may be haunted. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And her deal is, she's like, listen, um, you've got to disclose it in a couple of cases. If it will affect the value of a home, kind of like what the court case said, like, right. hey, like this thing you can't sell it for as much in the future, so you have to say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one reason. And the other reason, she says, is, is if it's um, open and notorious. Right. Like if everybody in the town knows about this, like if just if the person that lived there said, hey, there's a ghost, trust me, all this weird stuff happened. Yeah, if it's been she, in Reader's Digest. Yeah, if it's been in Reader's Digest and it's on a ghost tour, uh, she thinks she feels like she has to disclose it. Uh, and the other sort of sticking point here is if someone asks directly, mm-hmm. hey, is this old spooky farmhouse haunted? Then you have to answer if you know something. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. But that's really, really, um, that's a useful thing for everybody to know when you're buying a house. Just like, always ask, I think, is right. the rule. I mean, what, the worst they could do is be like, you're a cuckoo, but, yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> then just, just send, them, send them our way and tell them to listen to this episode, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. But what about if it's not necessarily haunted? What about if there was, you know, if, if uh, a father killed all of his family in their sleep one night 20 years ago? Creepy, Chuck. So that would be something that's called psychologically affected real estate um, or stigmatized real estate, something that was like the site of a murder, a meth lab, um, the something that's openly and notoriously haunted. Those are called stigmatized properties. And when it comes to an actual physical death, not a haunting or anything like that, but somebody has died in the house, especially if they've died violently, whether by suicide or by homicide, there are actually some states that say you have to disclose this. Almost all states don't say you have to disclose it. Again, though, you would be probably better off in the long run just to cover your your bases legally afterward to disclose it after you're 
basically signing papers. You're like, by the way, you know, <laughs> the, my grandmother died in this in your bedroom, um, and then just run out the the door with their check. Uh, but in Alaska, California, and South Dakota, you actually are required to disclose it ahead of time. Right, and so if someone said, "Is Bly Manor haunted?" You what would have to say, be? oh, yes. <laughs> this is pretty cool stuff. It is. I love stuff like this. Um, so, yeah, I guess the, the, the thing here is, is to be truthful, is to be honest and open about everything from homicides to hauntings to if you've been making meth, you know, let the people know. I've been making meth here. No big deal. This house is probably just infected forever. Right. Uh, well, that's it. That's it about distressed um, real estate. And if you want to know more about it, go home shopping and see what you find. And let us know what you find, too. And in the meantime, Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 